Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and good evening to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. My name's Chris. Uh, we have a full house this week. We've got Joe. Hello. Laura. Hi. Mark. Hello. And Emma. Hi. Uh, we're going to be talking events of this week. So, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea in the Champions League, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich in the Champions League, David Moyes, the aftermath of that psych- uh, sacking, and some other news we have. We've got... Leicester City winning the league title, um, Janice I playing for Belgium, not England, and spooky goings on in La Paz, Bolivia. So, first of all, if we talk about, what do we want to talk about first? Want about Champions League or Moyes? I wasn't sure what order to put these in. You choose, you're the host. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> go on then, we'll go uh, the Champions League, I suppose, because uh, I got that written first on my piece of paper. So, um, Chelsea drew 0-0 with Atletico. Um they did they do a bit of bus parking in nineteenth century defending or did they uh, was it needs must really? Well, I think they uh, they they definitely parked the bus and played nineteenth century football. Um, Mourinho blatantly had a go at Sam Allardyce earlier on in the season for for such tactics, uh, but then it seems to be perfectly fine for him to do it in the Champions League. I thought they played a blinder to be honest. I think really? I, I, yeah, I thought till Terry went off, there was no way in the world that. Because I didn't, re- I couldn't really see what they could do to score, because they closed down space while Chelsea did. Every time a cross came in in the air, there was uh, Terry Cahill or Louise to head it away, um, and they struggled to get around the back of Cole and Aspilicueta. I thought Chelsea played really well. Yeah, don't get me wrong, they defended fantastically, mm. but football. I know it's only half time, and people say that that they've got to come to the bridge and. And that's a different game entirely. But I think it kind of sets the precedent for the second leg. It's sort of—I don't know. I think I think it's hard to snap out of that man- mentality once you're in it. Mm. They're gonna—they're gonna have to change for the second leg because they—they have to win it. Because uh, Mourinho's put putting all his eggs in this basket because he's clearly decided that, that that Liverpool are going to win the league. So he's putting out a weakened side on Sunday. Well, he says he's so, been told to, doesn't he? But. I kind of see that as mind games, though. Yeah, you know, like typical Mourinho. I think he wants to win the uh, the Champions League with Chelsea. Plus, I think he wants to stick it a little bit to Real Madrid. So. Oh, I think he'd love them in the final, wouldn't he? Yeah. But the thing is about Chelsea is that, yeah, they did park the bus and they did play an extremely defensive um, formation. But at the end of the day, they wanted to do the best they could against a, a very attacking a, attacking team. So they actually played an excellent an excellent plan and executed it very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think until 
the teams announced at Liverpool on Sunday. I don't, I don't, I don't believe for a minute he's going to play weekend team until he actually puts them out. I mean, well, he's not going to have Czech or Terry for a start, is he? And Ramirez will probably be banned as well. He is banned. Oh, is he? He is. Oh, good. Four match ban he got for violent conduct, was it? Mm. They've got to put out a half decent team because there's what is it, three or four of them now, who um, who can't play in the second leg because of second yellow cards or whatever. So, you know, you're guaranteed that Lampard and McKell are going to play, for example. Mm. Mm. Um, it was McKell's birthday the other day, wasn't he? He's what? He's 21, is he? Uh, yeah, like I, still. I can't believe he's that old, is he? 27 apparently but yeah. you know that's that's Nigerian 27 that's like, isn't it? that's like a Trebo West 27 yeah Yakubu <laughs> yeah <laughs> did Mark Rammer did you see this one at all yeah, yeah I saw the game yeah what did you both think it uh, amazes me that David Luiz still gets in the team <laughs> does it every every time he took out two of his own players uh, that was quite funny though with John Terry that was. That was a highlight of the week, that was. <laughs> he just... I just don't... He frustrates me. Every time I watch him, he just frustrates me. And I just think it... Just... Oh, I can't even describe the anger I have for him. I think it's the hair as well. The hair annoys me. He's one of my favourite players. Really? Yeah. What? I, I do love a bit of Machiavellian pantomime. And <laughs> he's for, for that, him and Sergio Ramos are two of my favourite players. I agree with Emma on, on the... Yeah, uh, David Luiz thing. Yeah, he's just yeah, yeah, he's just so over overrated. And there was Chelsea had a free kick on the edge of the box with I think it was in the last five minutes, and there should have been nobody except Lampard anywhere near that free kick. And then Sideshow Bob gets his face in on the act and blazes it halfway down Madrid High Street. He's terrible. Yeah, I was surprised he took that one as well. Um, but just like the guys were saying. Um, before Chelsea parked the bus, but you know that's the traditional way that people have been playing two-legged European football for fifty odd years. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. They got the desired result. So it's mid twentieth century defending. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. If you watch the Premier League, then there's generally no defending at all takes place of any quality. Yeah, it's all well and good being fancy, but at the end of the day, you want to win football matches, and that's what Mourinho set out to do. Well, he set out to get some sort of result in the first leg to bring them back to Stamford Bridge. Yeah, surely an away goal would have been would have been more beneficial than a nil nil. But then they would have but, left themselves open. Yeah, but it, all all Madrid need to do now is score one goal. And like you've said, if they're going to be more more attacking at home or at least less defensive, then then that's just going to leave them open anyway. And and they only need the one goal then instead of Chelsea going for one. And then making, you know what I mean? And making it a bit more even. Yeah, you would have thought it would have been more beneficial to them to at least try. Yeah, I mean, if if Blitz goes for one home game, uh, one home goal, it's not as bad as them scoring one away goal. No, I were expecting last at least twenty minutes to for him to really go for it, and it just never ever came. I think they thought that Ramirez would get something on the counter because they seem to be feeding everything to him. Because there's no point playing Torres on a counter-attack because he's just not quick enough. I thought Torres had a good game, actually. Mm, did you? Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he... I mean, it was a... It was a dumb pass he was given. Task. Yeah, it was a thankless task he was given, but I thought he did it quite well. I don't think he particularly did anything wrong. 
I mean, he wasn't given an awful lot of chance, really, was he? The the game highlighted how much Chelsea miss Hazard and the creativity he gives. Because mm-hmm. for all, yeah, uh, Ramirez, they were probably looking for him to bust the gut, you know, back and forward. That's all he is. He's just a guy who runs up and down a lot in a straight line. He's got nothing skillful or creative about him. Lampard's, we know, is not the player he was. Mikel's sits just in front of the back four. Willian is more of a runner. You know, they, they depend a lot on the creativity of of Hazard. And when he's not there, you can really spot it. Mm. Mm. And maybe that's that factored again in, in Mourinho's decision, because if they bombed forward a bit more, not necessarily bombed forward, but pushed forward a bit more, um, then the second half you saw uh, Madrid, Atletico Madrid were... Um, able to pick a few holes in Chelsea's back four, what they didn't want to do is stretch the game out and give them more space. Chelsea would have been in real trouble if they'd done that. So I think he did exactly the right thing. Okay. Uh, Can I just say as well, a, a massive thumbs up to Mark Schwarzer? Cause, yeah. Because I was, I was so worried. Well, not worried, but I was... Hope, uh, hopeful. Yeah, well, <laughs> our, our uh, concern, shall we say, when Czech went off early on. Uh, but I thought Schwarzer were phenomenal. Every, he didn't really have that much to save. But his whole commanding of the area, communication, and everything that was put at him, he dealt with pretty comfortably. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that deserves a little mention, including that savey tip wide that was given as a goal kick. Imagine if Su- <laughs> yeah. imagine if Suarez did that. <laughs> um, moving on to Wednesday, Real Madrid won by Munich nil. Karim Benzema. Um, did Madrid not take their chances? I mean, Ronaldo missed an absolute sitter. Uh, they had just twenty percent of possession in the first half and thirty-seven in the second. And Bayern had 15 corners to Real Madrid's three. Bayern Munich, well, I don't know. Real Madrid made 276 passes. Bayern Munich made 705. Now, obviously, Bayern Munich must be pretty miffed to not even score one goal from all those chances or all that possession. But at the same time, Madrid also missed a few chances. Ronaldo missed, a, like I said, the sitter sort of a few yards out of goal as well. Did anybody see this? What was it Mark Robbins said? Possession is vanity unless you do something with it. Did he? Mm. Very profound. Yeah, that's um, a bit of Sartre coming from him, isn't it? Mm. But it's true. You can have all the possession in the world, but if you don't stick it in the back of the net and get the result, then what's the point? Spoken like a true northerner. <laughs> <laughs> I read after the game that um, that now there's this big argument about whether uh, Bayern Munich are, uh, are not as good as what people say they are and uh, whether Barcelona were better than them a couple of seasons ago and stuff like that, um, but the way the way that I see it is that he's, he's only been there for a season, hasn't he, Guardiola? Mm. Um, and it's going to take time to implement any new strategy the way that you you want it to be. Um, so I think I think I think perhaps the team on uh, on paper aren't as good as what Barcelona were at their height, um, but I think give it a couple of years and they'll definitely be be up there with them they don't have a Messi do they to be fair as good as Robin and, and Ribery are they do miss somebody like that and they also miss a Xavier and Iniesta in middle you know what I mean that, that them them forward thinking quick thinking players mm. that that I think that's what they miss quite a lot as well it's all, they, they get the ball out wide a lot to Ribery and Robin um, but when it has to go through the middle they seem to be a little, little bit a little bit lacking in that area yeah I mean I think they're still probably the best team left in the competition. But I think there's probably more streetwise teams out there, maybe. At the end of the day, they lost 1-0 at Real Madrid. You know, they, they narrowly lost. 
and they're still in the second leg, and they got beat by, evidently, one of the other top four European club sides. So people are just putting maybe not unrealistic high expectations on what they do because they've got a great team and a great manager, but, you know, it's not the end of the world that the defeat that they had last night, even for all the possession and so on. You know what? You know that they're going to come on strong and in the second leg. So yeah, I've got a feeling Madrid can't really defend a one-goal lead as well. No, absolutely. I mean, from what I've seen in Milan over the last, well, quite a few years now, they do. They're they're a, they're a sort of a four-three type of team, aren't they? Mm. That's the way they're set up. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. The minor news this week of uh, David Moyes being sacked. Um, was it a case? David. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a case of it too, Giggsy? Oh, he's stealing my lines wow. No, I tweeted that the other day, I'll have you know. Well, and I, I didn't get one I, bloody reply. I, think, I was uh, furious. I think just like Julius Caesar, I think there were several hands on the knife, wasn't there? Not just one. Mm. I think there was, yeah. I have been writing an article exactly like this. Oh, um, sorry, have I nicked your headline? You have indeed. Have but it, it is exactly like um, Julius Caesar, in that there's this conspiratorial little group um, of Fergie's fledglings in the background. Is it a surprise? I, I think it was always on the cards if things were never going to go well to, to come in after the last 25 years and everything that's happened. Whoever, it doesn't matter if it was Moyes or, or a, a bigger name like the Guardiolas or the Mourinho's, if things weren't going to be going exactly like they have done for the last couple of decades... They were all things were always going to go like this for whoever came in, and I just think uh, everything that's gone around it, all the results and everything, it's just given, you know, added, f- you know, fanned the flames for people inside the club, not just the fans outside, to to get their digs in and and let things leak and you know stab the manager in the back and so on. I think they've got a lot to answer for United. I think they've left him to be a sitting duck, Moise, and I think Fergie's silence has been deafening, and I think. Um, the players have an awful lot to answer. I think he's been hung out to dry. I think they should have realised that he's been used to managing on a small budget. With all due respect, they're a much smaller club Everton are than Manchester United. He's been used to a completely different mindset for 10 years and he can't change that in three months of an off-season last year. I mean, it takes him the whole season to adjust. I think next season was the year to properly judge him. But you've got to give him a whole lot of money to, to back him in the summer and perhaps they weren't willing to do that. Um, and Manu let... Um... Is it David Gill go at the same time, the chief exec? Yeah. Who had a lot of sway in transfers and a lot of experience in transfers. Um, And they did change quite a bit in the background. Yeah. It takes a long time to re-establish a club. Especially after being with one person for so long. Mm. Well, one by one then, would you have sacked him? So, Joe, would you have sacked him? Uh, No. Laura? No, I would have given him a bit longer, but I can see where they're coming, f- where the club are coming from. Is would they have been able to turn, turn the opinion of him? Yeah, Mark. Um, for footballing reasons, no, I think I would have given him more time. But the financial ramifications, if they if they saw, if the board saw that they didn't see it improving next year, um, I think. That was the writing was on the wall probably three or four weeks ago, and they were just waiting for waiting for them to be absolutely mathematically certain that they weren't going to get in the Champions League. So, footballing reasons, no. 
financial reasons, yes. Emma, what do you think? You're, you're a, a managerial change expert, being a Portsmouth fan. Um, no, I wouldn't know. I can, obviously, with Pompey in the last five games, I can see what a new manager can do um, to, to the absolute credit of, of Orford at Portsmouth. But with, with what is it in the Premier League, three games now left? Yeah. Was it really worth doing it right now? No, I think that completely undermines him in every way. Did you see what Roy, Roy Keane sort of laid into them a little bit, didn't they, uh, on Tuesday night on the TV? And Andre Kinchelskis has also come out and said, blame the players. Is there anything in that? Any excuse to get his claws out. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his own axe to grind, doesn't he, with Ferguson and United. But he didn't blame Ferguson. He stuck up for Fergie a little bit. He, um, he, he's taking more and more on the players than, than Ferguson. Maybe he's but got guys and uh, being the next manager. <laughs> well, no, he wants to be. They, they reckon he might be assistant to Louis Van Gaal, didn't they? Really? Yeah. Oh. Louis Van Gaal likes. He's admired Keane since Ireland, apparently not um, Holland out of World Cup qualification or something about twelve years ago, and has admired him since then. So he wants. He wants him apparently. But they, Emma, you had um, Guy Whittingham, didn't you? Promoted from within. Is that right? Yeah. With very little experience. So, I mean, his, his gig. Yeah. And for me, that guy with him is the exact reason that at the moment I don't think Pompey's current caretaker manager should get the job. Because I just think, especially in this case, with the fact that Ferguson was there for, you know, so many years, you need, a, you need that fresh pair of eyes. You need someone to see it differently because you just, you just, there's no point trying to carry on his legacy because you're never going to live up to it. Mm. It's not going to happen to while he's still alive, though. Pardon? It's not going to happen while he's still alive because he's going to be ever-present in that director's box. Yeah. yeah. So do you think, I mean, is this like... Um, I can't remember, is it Shankly or was it um, Busby that sort of hung around the club after they after they officially left? And It was it was Shankly. They... they, they, they kind of hung around and then they told them look you're you're kind of getting in the way of Bob Paisley taking this further on so they basically banished him from Anfield and the training ground and allegedly I don't know how true it is he spent most of his days going to watch football at places like Everton you know and he went down to Everton's training ground and he was seen all everywhere except Anfield for a few years is this a bit like that I mean should they tell Ferguson to sort of leave now I don't think anyone can tell Ferguson what to do. I think I don't. I don't think Glazers can, can't they? Stay club. I don't know. I don't know whether. I don't know whether they. I don't know if for one they're interested enough to sort of to sort of have that kind of say, and two, anyone who who's at the club above Ferguson in a in a title is actually above him in power. I don't know. I don't know how far it stretches. Mm. I mean, I think. But they, I think Busby hung around, didn't he? he? He did the same thing as Ferguson. He went onto the board as a as a footballing director immediately after he retired, and then the the, the two or three years after that, United got relegated, and it took him. You know, they came straight back up, but they they never really came back to anything like they were before that while he was still around. So maybe somebody should have stood up to Ferguson and, and had a complete clean break, whereas. You know, the moment him st- sort of hovering in the background and the TV cameras constantly panning to him in the crowd every time United had a bad result or a bad performance, that's, that's never going to have helped anybody, let alone David Moyes, the, the 
the disgruntled players that were in the group were always going to know that he was around and the focus was on him when they weren't doing well. You know, it, they, somebody should have had the balls to say, look, you've, you've, you're leaving, you've gone. Yes, you can be a director, just don't come to a game for a year. Mm. I, I thought it was very telling in the um, statement that David Moyes made where he thanked Alex Ferguson for giving him him his chance. Not the club, but Alex Ferguson himself. And I think that's very telling that he has so much influence at that place that it's it's they have to go through him seemingly. He so. didn't thank the players either, did he? Well, would you? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> for what? <laughs> well, what thank next? Thank Danny Welbeck for being garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so what next for um, David Moyes then? What can you see for him? Is he finished as a top level manager? Has he had his chance and blown it, or is he? Could you see him somewhere like Spurs or somewhere? I've got I've got two words. Newcastle United. Yeah. That that I think that job's made for him. I think he can only go there and succeed after what after what sort of things they're going through at the moment. I think they're the ideal size club because I'm sure Newcastle think they should be higher than they are. Um, and I think he could I think he could go there and do a fantastic job. The, um, I've got two other words for you, Joe. Little little kind of rule Moises. I think will. Make sure Moyes won't come anywhere near Newcastle. Mike Ashley. You know, Moyes will not want to. He's had 10 years of Bill Kenwright backing him up. Okay, he's not had a a penny to spend pretty much over those 10 years, but he's had a dream chairman who's let him get on with things. He wasn't doing anything behind his back and so on and so on. And he thought he was going to a club at Manchester United that had done the same thing for, for Donkey's years with Ferguson. I don't think there's a hope in hell. Moyes knowing exactly Mike Ashley's track record with with non investment in the team and messing about and selling players, you know, pulling the rug out from under him. I can't see. Although you, you're the, the status of Newcastle and the status of David Moyes are perfectly matched. If, to Moyes, uh, there's going to be a lot more stable, sensible opportunities arise over the next six to twelve months that are so, going to be so a lot where, where more would you uh, attractive for Newcastle. Um, I don't think Tottenham will go for him, although I think yeah. I think Tottenham is a good call. Um, I could see him at Aston Villa potentially if Lambert goes or gets leaves or gets the bullet. Um, Southampton if Pochettino leaves. Uh, I don't know what Southampton's financial situation is like. I think that it was supposedly sound, but I heard something that they've got something coming up on the horizon so well they got owner issues haven't they i mean they're yeah, they're, they're yeah. so can anybody... i would say i would say villa probably is my is my best but i think he's got I, I can see him taking time out i don't think he'll go straight back in well he's aged about 20 years hasn't he, in the last 12 months so so some time out of the game might not be bad for him how about yeah. can anybody see him at somewhere like celtic neil lennon gets a good premier league manager's job villa or something this summer there's a vacancy up there a little bit out of the line like they're still at a top level club champions league football can anyone see him going there Celtic's not a challenge, though. It's not a challenge. It's probably what he needs. He's got Champions League football. Where he's not, you know, they hope to do well rather than expect to do well, and he's pretty much guaranteed to win the league, isn't he? Mm, I don't know. I think I think maybe that's that's the equivalent of of Moyes going to manage somebody in the in the Championship, which I, I can't see. I don't think he would go to. I don't know, a club like Nottingham Forest or Leeds yeah, they, as his next step. They can't offer him guaranteed trophies in Champions League football, can they? Celtic pretty much can, can't they? And if you cock Celtic up, I mean, then we know all about him. But 
But in the grand scheme of things, Celtic's a big step backwards. Oh, it's his team, it's his city, and so on. And Celtic is a big club, but I, I think there'll be much bigger opportunities pop up in England in the next six months. And I can see him wanting a cha- wanting a challenge as well, like yeah. maybe putting two fingers up to Manchester United and saying, obviously he's not going to get a job anytime soon at a club like that. But I think I think he might sort of so that might might want to prove that he can do it again, maybe in the way that he did at Everton. To sort of build up his own reputation and 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 build himself back up from from this failure that everyone seems to think he is at the moment. Bring me like a travelling AVB, couldn't he? Just keep getting fired and pocketing sort of the payouts you get and travelling around <laughs> Europe. That's not, that doesn't seem to be a bad life that he has. <laughs> um, right, moving on to other news. Leicester City have won the Championship title and are now back in the Premier League with I think Burnley did it as well on Monday, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the ginger Mourinho. Sure, they're now promoted again. Do you think they're going to be either of those going to do okay next season? I think Leicester have probably got more chance, haven't they? Leicester have got more funds yeah. to do something. There's a possibility of doing a hole. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Burnley won't try and beat Derby's all-time record low score. <laughs> and then and then hire Brian Laws back for the last five games to get him really hit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Barcelona have had their transfer ban uh, lifted on appeal, or whilst they appeal, so they're allowed to to buy players. They can replace Victor Valdez and people like that in the summer. Uh, Adnan Janisai has opted to play for Belgium and not England. Um, He may well make the World Cup, you never quite know. But any playing for Belgium now means that he won't be eligible to play for Kosovo in the future, should they be recognised by FIFA. Um, Will we miss him? Well, you can't miss something you've never had. That's true. Yeah, he's he's not even the slightest bit English. Um, there's Greg Rosetsky, but we uh, <laughs> we had him, didn't we? Uh, yeah, but well, I don't <laughs> miss him either. <laughs> That's not a bad. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't take advantage of that rule. I mean, Daniel Osvaldo plays for Italy. He's Argentinian or from Argentina, plays for Italy. Diego Costa in Spain. There's no reason. Um, was Podolski born in Poland? There's no, there's no reason why we can't take advantage of things like that. Yeah, but no, we would have guys... to wait. Sorry, Joe. We would have had to wait like five years or something for him to be able to play. Yeah, but possibly. Sterling's going to keep him out of the team for five years. Well, no, what I'm saying is in that five-year period, knowing that he's going to be playing for England, he probably will have like ten injuries, lose his form and move to like, like I don't know, Crawley Town or something. You know what I mean? If he knows England's waiting for him in five years, it's only downhill, isn't it? That's true. <laughs> you're just some so salesman, aren't you? national team. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be staying up late to watch England this summer, Joey? Uh, I probably will and swear through my teeth constantly. <laughs> um, spooky gangs on in La Paz. Now, Joe, myself and Laura have seen this. I don't think you two have, if you're Mark and Emma. No. No. Uh, this is a football match played in Bolivia. Um, I don't know the name of the team involved. But it's at the Hernando Siles Stadium. Uh, a ghostly figure appears to run across uh, a row of seats past about 10, 12 people through a barrier and out the other side. Now, me and you, Laura, we've been speaking to someone who thinks it's all load of nonsense. But I'm not so sure. The guy doesn't break stride as he runs past all these people and he runs through a great big blue barrier. I think there might be something in this. <laughs> the new Derek Agora. Yeah, Egon Spangler. 
it was obviously in a rush for something. Whether he needed the toilet or something, I don't know. But I don't know. We're quite clearly rushing to get past all them people. It's not. It's not a natural movement, is it? I mean, he would have stumbled or something. He was going at some right pace if he was running through, and to not fall over people's legs as he was uh, as he was running through—that's quite a trick. But then we've seen another view of it, haven't we? And uh, he does appear to be walking down the stairs like a normal, solid human being. So uh, I don't know. I mean, a ghost can walk down steps, can't it? Is there any reaction from the other, the other uh, spectators on this other view? No, that's the, that's the other thing I was going to say. They, no one sort of looks past... When a guy runs past all those people, they didn't sort of look and go, what was that? There you go. That's that's case confirmed for me. I think there's something afoot here. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from there now. Where do you, where do you go from ghosts in football? Um, anybody seen a ghost? There you go. Well, I try and find something to go on to. <laughs> No. No? No. I've watched a lot of Most Haunted. Have you? Yeah. I watch I watch Ghost Adventures, the American one. They seem to get a bit more into it. Oh, they're rubbish, those ones. Do you... Does Ghostbusters count? Yeah, Ghostbusters is amazing. Ah, there you go then. I'm an expert. Mark and Emma, you seen a ghost? No. <laughs> I haven't even seen this video. <laughs> I've seen Ghost. Did you, did you cry? Only, uh, only because I couldn't find the remote to turn it off. <laughs> the guy in that, the one that's on the subway that teaches um, Patrick Swayze to flick things, remember him? Yeah. He likes if uh, Manuel Almunia and Claudia Winkerman ever had a child, it'll be him. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You say that they're going to have deformed children. Well, he wasn't deformed. He was a very renowned actor. He's just got a lazy face, hasn't he? Yeah, but he does. Well, Google either of them, and he looks like them. I think I know where we need to go now. I'm looking at the league table for the championship and for League Two. So should we? Yeah, be sensible. (laughs) Um, So really, what's decided for the moment in the championship? You've got Yeovil pretty much down, I think, aren't they? Uh, Leicester and Derby. Well, Leicester and Burnley are up. QPR, Derby have got their playoff places cemented so anyone from Wigan in fifth down to Watford in about 12th can still get into the playoffs can't they no what Watford can't I think you've got to be a bit higher now but um maybe Blackburn in 10th can all still make those last two playoff places and then you've got Blackpool and Barnsley um in the relegation place at the bottom it's really tight at the bottom isn't it mm. ridiculously yeah I mean the fact that you've got teams like Blackpool and Birmingham down there Wigan play Blackpool this weekend. I mean, that'll be a hell of a match, that one. Their form's been shocking, though, Blackpool and Birmingham. I, I don't think they've won in a very long time, the pair of them. No. Well, they won the weekend, didn't they, Birmingham did? Uh, Blackpool did. Did they? I'm sure they did. They got... well, I think I think it's telling that Barry Ferguson, the uh, player manager, for the last few games has stuck himself back into centre midfield. Well, mm. Player manager is never a, a concept that works, is it? Well, no, that's why Ryan Giggs isn't going to get the job permanently. No. I don't think so. But um, so he's, not said... playing. <laughs> hey? he's not playing. He's not playing. He's drop himself. He's doing Mike really. <laughs> um, Blackpool had the protest. Did anybody see this on the football league show? Mm, the tennis yeah. ball things and the tangerines. Yeah, that was a good thing. Well, we don't get much of that in this country. I don't. I, don't, I didn't get the tennis ball reference though. I watched it live when it was on. Um, 
this guy, whoever it was they were playing, and I didn't really get it explained, or I must have had the sound down or something. Why tennis balls? Was there a reason for that? Just easier to throw. <laughs> yeah, bounce. easier to smuggle in than <laughs> petrol bombs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's all very tight down the bottom. Um, and I think you know, Evan's field of expertise, League Two. Uh, Portsmouth have got five wins in a row, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. So, after watching like three, arguably four seasons of just shocking football, it is nice to go to a game and actually have confidence and think we're probably going to do this. I can't. I cannot remember the last time I walked into a Pompey game and actually felt quite confident. So that is a nice feeling. So this weekend you've got Berry away. Yeah, they're not bad, are they? They've got a, they've got a good home record as well this season, haven't they? Mm. But I have confidence. <laughs> the first time. Well, bottom, the first time in a long time, yeah. Bottom two go down League Two, don't they? So you've got Torquay on yeah. forty-two points, bottom Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, um, North. Mm. Only matter of time. Northampton, second bottom, forty-seven, and Bristol Rovers outside on um, goal difference on forty-seven, followed by Wickham. So this weekend. Uh, Northampton away to Dagenham. Are they still in the playoffs? I think they might be, might they? No, they're the same area as Bury and Portsmouth in the middle. Oh, are they? They're sort of mid-table in the middle. But you have got um, Wickham home to Bristol Rovers, so that is fourth bottom plays fifth bottom. Yeah. Which could have rather... What do you feel for that? Well, obviously I, I went to the... Um... Pompey Rovers game which was last weekend I then also went which was last Saturday I then went to the uh, Rovers played Rochdale at home on the Monday um, and there, there is there's not a lot of fight in that team but there is some and I just have this belief somewhere in the pit of my stomach that they're gonna they're gonna pull something out all they have to do now is match Northampton. It doesn't... They just have to... Because, I mean, goal difference-wise, they're fine. Um, and I just... I do... Th- I truly think that they they will be able to get something against Wickham. Maybe. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> well extra above you, aren't they? I'm two points above the pair of you. And they're away to... Well, they're home to Scunthorpe. So you'd like... You would think Scunthorpe would win that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Unless they're on some kind of... Beat. Have they won the title yet or are they just top? From a... No, Chesterfield are still like... They're on two points behind them, aren't they? Are they? So, Rochdale. So, they've still got something to play for, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. They be... what, where do League Two players... If, if Premiership players are on the beach when they've got secured, where do League Two players live? <laughs> Bridlington <laughs> Funfair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good there. Uh, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> Many a family holiday spent there. Sounds awful. <laughs> Is it a bit like Beirut? No. I've been to Beirut. Beirut Beirut's with candy nice. Floss. That'd be interesting. Eh? Beirut with candy floss. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Robbie Savage nearly went there, didn't he? To Beirut. Yeah. I've been to Beirut. Have you? Yeah, three times, yeah. Have you? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. The south part is where all the terrorists are, but the rest of it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> When you say the South Park is where the terrorists are, that doesn't really sort of advertise it 
Well, you know, you drive through from the airport to the good bit, but the good bit is fantastic. It's like Paris, and then you've got the sea and everything. Beirut's got a bad rep. But you did say Beirut is nice with terrorists in the sentence. <laughs> well. Yeah, when he was at Derby and he'd fallen out with Paul Jewell. Paul Jewell was on about sending him to whatever team playing Beirut, wasn't he? Just to get rid of him? I think so. I think it was really upsetting. Mm. I think maybe he was off to the nice part of Beirut. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't going to a what do you call it? Um, Hamas wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, predictions time. I don't know how we're going to do this because there's four of you two. Do you want to team up? No, just let the uh, the proper ones do it. The proper and ones. We can pretend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you two can chip in as when you sort of would like to. Um, so the predictions, the way the predictions work is week by week we work our way through uh, the Premier League fixtures for the forthcoming weekend. Everyone we get correct, we'll either win, lose or draw. Everyone we get correct, we um, gain a point. Mark is in the lead at the moment with 73 correct predictions. Emma has 68. Uh, and due to my refusal to back Liverpool to win anything, I'm on 62. So it's getting close between Emma and Mark. Emma's been a bit of a, a splurge lately. The first one is the early kickoff. Southampton home to Everton. Mark, you're the Everton fan. What do you think? Mm, um, Southampton maybe are coming to the end of their season already, aren't they? I think they've had a couple of quiet results recently. Um, maybe the couple of England players or potential England players are just saving their legs a bit. Everton, on the other hand, still in with a chance of fourth, but Distan and Morales looks like they're going to be out for the rest of what's rest of the season now. Morelis is a big loss, isn't he? Uh, well, Distan's a bigger loss. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Does that mean um, Alvarez and John Stones at centre-back, then? It will be, yeah. Jagielka's probably not going to be fit for another week or two. Wow. Um, but I still think Everton... We, I, th- I still think we might pinch it. So I'll go Everton. Do you think they're going to be on the beach, these Southampton players? The, the England ones? Or do you think they're... Because none of them are a guaranteed well, pick, are they? Um, no, no. But they've seen what's happened to Jay Rodriguez, haven't they? And if you're a borderline pick like Lalana and Lambert are then they're certainly what what they don't want to happen is to ruin their chances by being injured. That's that's just my feeling. And they drew nil nil with Villa last week, a, a not particularly good Villa team, and they got beat at home by Cardiff the week before. So maybe they've just taken their foot off the gas for the last few games to go. That's just my opinion. Well, this isn't a big job interview for Pochettino. Then. Well, not not Southampton v Everton isn't. No, he's he's proved enough in the year and a bit he's been there. If he's looking to move on to a bigger job. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go Everton. Yep. Emma. Um. Yeah. I think Everton as well. When it comes to red versus blues, and it involves Southampton, you have to go blues. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to go Southampton. I need to make points up. I don't believe for a minute they'll do it, but I've got to go something different. Uh, Fulham at home to Hull. Now, Fulham are they, are they not so much on the beach, but are they at the Twin Towers or? By that I mean Wembley. Devastating holiday is that. <laughs> uh, we'll edit that out, I hope. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> that was what I meant. I thought you meant the season were ending in disaster. Was it the Twin Towers? <laughs> that they were the, the two things at Wembley. It wasn't the Two Towers, that's a book. <laughs> No, it was the twin. It was the twin towers. Yeah, 
I thought that was right. <laughs> I didn't That's imagine a whole it. Whole new connotation these days, though. Oh yeah, I suppose it is. It's not like the olden days, is it? You could say that <coughs> different times. They both came down around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the green turf of Wembley, then. There you go. A full there. Yes, but I still think they've got it in them to see Fulham out. So I'll go Hull. You're going Hull, are you? Yeah. Crikey. I'm going to go Fulham, I think. Because, oh, wow, I think they win. Um, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think Fulham. Yeah? Yeah, I th- yeah. very surprised that you're saying that, Emma. I'm not trying mind games or anything. I just... I- <laughs> I can't see Hull getting another point or two before the end of the season. I think, like, like Mark was saying about Southampton, the England players. I don't think any of these Hull players want to get particularly injured before they get to Wembley. They probably, they probably don't, but they're not that far away, are they? I say they're only six points off the drop. So if they have a couple of losses, they're they're they've got a chance of going down. So and, and Long and Yelovich can't play in the final. So yeah. they're still going to be pretty, pretty psyched up for it. I suppose. Mm. I mean, they've got a game in hand over Cardiff in 18th, and they've got a much, much better goal difference. You go with you go with Hull, Emma. Thanks. <laughs> Stoke Tottenham, this is where you're at this weekend, isn't it, Jay? It certainly is, yes. So what are you doing? Are you reported or are you um, interview? I am reporting, uh, possibly interviewing, but I'm not 100% sure yet. No. I had the choice between this game and... Uh, well, I say I had the choice. I, I got sent to this game, and then I also got asked if I wanted to do Bradford and Crawley. Um, but I was, I was, I, find, I feel fairly lucky that I were already taken up at that point. How did Wednesday fans feel about Bradford? Do they hate them or Wednesday fans? Yeah. Well, nowhere near us. I personally have no feeling whatsoever towards them. Is Bradford not near Sheffield? It's in West Yorkshire. How many times do I have to explain to <laughs> <laughs> Laura, he's one of these ignorant southerners who think everywhere, every town in the north just joins one, one by one, and you only distinguish a difference because the name is painted on a bloody chimney of an old mill. That's only way you know which town is which. Listen, there's a bloke twenty miles away from me who's next door neighbours in Massachusetts. Hey, you can't pick on him, on Chris anymore. Anyway, he's a minority now. I am. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> You can probably get a grant, you know, Chris, if you try. No, we can't. We were told it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you get any money from Europe or anything. It's just some recognition that you that we get. Still, casual racism anyway. North of, <laughs> north north of Taunton, it's all like Coronation Street. So <laughs> we have Emmerdale. Do you? Right. Okay. There's not even any Yorkshire people in Emmerdale anymore. It's all uh, Cockneys. And they got rid of the word farm, so I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Biker Grove or Spender. <laughs> what Spender? Oh, that was Jimmy know. Nail, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Jimmy Nail. It was he was like a a maverick private detective type. It all came before Crocodile Shoes. It was good. Yeah, wandering around in linen suits and espadrilles. Wow. The guy who did um, the voice for Sid the Sexist was his mate Stick. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be YouTubing this later. Yeah. We got Jamaica in anyway. Yeah. Cornish mumbling. You couldn't send a bloody word, could you? <laughs> no. Honestly. Um. So, sorry, you. What are you doing? You're going to Stoke, aren't you? Jake? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to Stoke. Yeah. All right. So you don't know who you're interviewing yet? Uh, no, I don't even know if I am yet. I'm sort of definitely doing a match report, but possibly extras. I'll probably find out on the day. All oh, right. Fair enough. 
Uh, guys, how do you think this is going to go then? Stoke, Tottenham. I'll I'll, I'll say um, I'll say Stoke. You say Stoke. What say you, Emma? Um, lost for words. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you upset the people of Stoke the other week? No, potentially, but they've forgotten about it now, so it's fine. Um, I'll I'll go for Spurs then. You go for Spurs. Play tactically and lose dreadfully. Take after you. <laughs> I'm going to go home win. I think. I mind you, I bet against Spurs last week, and I got, came unstuck then. Uh, Swansea, Aston Villa. Are these two teams fighting for the lives, or are any of these heading towards Bridlington Beach, or how's this one going to play out? Well, Villa is struggling, I think, at the moment, aren't they? Um, again, they're ju- maybe maybe they're just far enough ahead of it, same as Swansea, and because Swansea's somewhere near Cornwall, I'll go for Swansea. They're a point behind Swansea with the game in hand. I think Swansea's probably closer to Portsmouth, isn't it? Or Bradford, perhaps. Or Bradford. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go with Swansea. I think they. I think they probably view this as their opportunity to get the win they need to um to you know guarantee their future in the Premier League. Oh. So. Okay. Sorry, what did you say, Emma? Sorry. I said that um, Villa are. A- point behind Swansea with a game in hand yeah so they're not well yeah no I, I agree with Mark I think that they'll see this as sort of win it and they're safe so I'll go for Swansea as well yeah. I've got a feeling Villa are a bit better away from home than they are at home I don't know how I know that or where I heard it from so I'm going to go Villa um, the West Derby this is West Brom West Ham is that a local derby Chris you tell us I don't know <laughs> Geography's getting a bit of a kick in tonight. I got a, I didn't get a, an A level in geography. See, I did. Did you? I got a U. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> I reckon this will be a draw. I'm going to go for West Brom. I'm going to go West Brom as well because I think they need the points, don't they? Mind you, uh, I always say West Brom and they end up drawing. I'm going to go for a draw. Sod it. They seem to draw a lot. Uh, Man United, Norwich. Giggsy fresh from the Ides of March is uh, this is his first game, isn't it? Watch, they'll probably turn it on and win five nil now. Yeah. Um, is Steve Ram Mark Anthony then? It depends who you cast as Cleopatra. Phil Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Any family member of uh, Ryan Giggs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that mental note, I think I'll go for Manchester United. Okay, Emma. Why break the habit of a lifetime? I'm going to go for Man United as well. Are you? Oh, I didn't know. This is... It's against Norwich, isn't it? Oh, yes, your friends, isn't it? Go on, then. Give us a... I'll give you a bonus point if you can get the the scoreline then, seeing as you predict them to, to lose. Oh, uh... I'm going to go for 2 now. So you're going to go for 2 now. All right. That's at MWebs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a draw I think I think Norwich have done better since Adams took over I can't... Neil Adams isn't it um, since he took over I think they've done okay I know they've lost both games but they played pretty well in them uh, Sunderland Cardiff is the early game on Sunday mm, huge one isn't it mm. both have had a little bit of an upturn the last week especially Sunderland those are quite dramatic yeah, I'm still furious about that 
Man only. I mean, Liverpool would only need six points, I think, if it wasn't for that. Mm. Uh, still, they they plucked a point out of nowhere. You can't really argue too much. No, no, it wasn't something we were expecting. Mm. Um, it's a massive, uh, massive game, though, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah. I I think Sunderland might might just do it. Yeah, yeah, might just. Okay, um, Emma. I'm gonna go for a draw. I'm gonna go for a Sunderland win. I'll come to the Liverpool game at the end because I think we might have a bit of a chat about that because it's quite a big one. Crystal Palace, Man City. Palace have won five in a row now, haven't they? Yeah, flying. You would have thought this was a, an easy game a couple of weeks ago, but not so much now. Mm, and City, I watched them when they... Who did they play the other day and they won 3-1? West Brom, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, West Brom, yeah. They weren't that impressive. Um, and I think, I don't know if Torres still injured. Silver got a knock. Um, Aguero isn't at 100% yet either, so I don't know. But What's City's game in hand? They've got a game in hand on Chelsea and Liverpool, haven't they? They have. Let me have a look. You keep talking, elevating music or something, when I have a look. Uh, it must be, it, maybe it's, is it Hull? Is it Hull, perhaps? Hull, couldn't it? I'm just thinking, was it, did they not, did they play the weekend of the Cup semi-finals or not? No, there's a couple. There's quite a few still on 34. They got a game on Wednesday the 7th of May versus Aston Villa. That's That'll good. be it then. Okay. Which is home. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you think they'll do? do it, it's hard, isn't it? This do, one. It's do or die for City. So I think I'll go for Man City. Regardless, although Palace are, you know, I'm sure they'll revel in. Um, trying to make it hard for them and they can just enjoy themselves now mm. but I think City might just still still pip it ok Emma yeah I agree ok I'm going to go for a draw I think partly because I need the points partly because I think City got a lot of players missing and Palace won't be a fun place to go uh, the Monday game is Arsenal Newcastle I can't see anything other than Arsenal win for this yeah I agree I think Newcastle players are so far on the beach they're sort of out paddling beyond, aren't they? Mm-mm. Emma? Yeah, Arsenal win. Okay. Um, I was leaving the Liverpool game to the end because it's obviously quite a big game. So I thought, might, if anyone would have a bit of an in-depth analysis on that. So that's 5 past 2 on Sunday. Uh, no Jordan Henderson for Liverpool. He's suspended. Um Chelsea, well, they say they're going to play weakened team. I don't think they're going to... I don't know, until they actually announce the teams. Like, you never know whether it's more Mourinho nonsense or or what, do you? But they'll have definitely no Terry, no Ramirez, no Peter Cech. So, what do you guys think for this one? I think Chelsea will win it still. Well, you know Mourinho is going to want to throw a spanner in the works just because that's the way he is. Um it it then still gives them the opportunity to be champions, although they're still the outsiders of the three that have still got a chance. Mm. Um, and yeah, he probably is going to be prioritising the Champions League now. But there is, they'll I, I think they'll have a halfy half team out. You know, the sort of team that they might normally play at home to Fulham in a league game, where they would rest a few of the key players. Mm. So you might you might see. Um, I don't know who have they got that normally plays on the bench for them, but doesn't get a game. These are the you know Bar for example. You think he might we'll probably. 
people people like that. Um, and I think they'll go and park the bus against Liverpool as well. That'll be their intention, I think. Yeah. But I still think I still think Liverpool will win because Liverpool have just got their tails up, and they and especially at home they just come out and blast the opposition away, especially when the big teams. Turn up there. But you saw against Norwich, they got two goals up, and then they kind of didn't really know what to do. They keep attacking or to defend, and they kind of did a little bit of neither, and they're not very good at defending anyway. So that could play into Chelsea's hands. I tweeted what I think will happen. Um, I think I mentioned this last week that the rumble in the jungle is yeah. how it's going to be. Liverpool are George Foreman, Chelsea are Ali, and they're going to rope it out till the 75th minute when Denver Barr will get one in off the back of his ass or something, and then they'll defend for 15 minutes. As, as I said before, like without Hazard in that team, they they lack a bit of guile and quality, don't they? Going forward, uh, just like the other night, if they'd had that ability, maybe they could have hit Atletico Madrid on a break, and it'll be the same sort of story against Liverpool, perhaps. Mm. Okay. I, I just I just think Liverpool. I think uh, I think they'll do it. Emma. Uh, yeah. No, I. I don't. Th- I think it is mind games with Mourinho saying it's going to be a weakened team. Apart from the fact that obviously now with those players out on some level, it's going to have to be a weakened team because they would all be the first picks, arguably. I still think Liverpool will. I think it's their time now. Don't say that. <laughs> I can't stand all this maker's dream hashtag nonsense. <laughs> it's just, I, I can't. Yeah, you're going for Liverpool, yeah? But we've seen him do this before, haven't we? Um, when Chelsea played a Champions League game against Barcelona a few years ago, he was at the press conference and gave, he, you know, he said, this is the Barcelona team. And he read it out pretty much word for word what he thought it would be. Turned out he was right. And then he said, this is what my team would be. And he gave out his team and pretty much seven of those names he um, he was telling porkies about. He's also putting a little bit more pressure on Liverpool and, and Brendan Rodgers and yeah. seeing what they've got because he's just trying to take as much pressure off himself and the players as possible so when they if they do turn up there and get beat that's what he said was going to happen or he's going to try as as Emma was saying you were saying it's all mind games and he's trying to just mess them around a bit and make them think should they do this should they do that when really they should probably just go out there and do Liverpool should just go out there and do exactly what they've been doing the last 10 or 11 games and just try and blow them away yeah so you live for... let's try he's just trying to mess them around no I think I think you're right I, you have to, I don't believe it. I think I don't believe anything he does or says. I mean, if he told me his name was Jose Mourinho, I thought, think, why are you lying to me? So you're going for a Liverpool win, are you, Emma? Yeah. Okie dokie. What do you two think, Joe, Joe and Laura? I think Liverpool are going to batter him. Yeah? I, th- I think that Liverpool, Liverpool are notorious for getting out of the blocks quick. I think the Chelsea players who are playing are going to be pretty tired. Uh, have one mind on the Champions League and I think Liverpool could possibly go one or two goals up in the first 10-15 minutes um, and then obviously Chelsea are going to struggle on the attack without Hazard and uh, yeah I can, I can see it being maybe maybe 2 or 3-1 to Liverpool okay. Laura? Um, it's a difficult one because Chelsea never do what you expect them to do mm. Um. And like you said, Liverpool did look a bit nervy against Norwich the other day. Wouldn't you be if you had Robert Snodgrass up against you? <laughs> How do you mean? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> matron. I'd be a bit nervous. Uh, okay, so <laughs> yeah. anything anybody wants to plug? 
Not this week. Are you, no. sh- are you sure? Go to... Why? Do you know something I don't? Really? Have a think. <laughs> no, my busy week was last week. I've had a rest this something week. Something coming up? A little trip to the West Country? Are you inviting Laura down on the slide there? Am I coming to live with you or something? <laughs> In a little football house. <laughs> are you not going to Bristol? It's the house. You live on a cliff. That's, yes, that's true. I roll off. Mm. I, I think I might be buying tickets to come see you. To pay to see Laura. Tour, hang on, hang on. That, this is <laughs> what is it you do, Laura, for a job? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is getting strange. This is your football forum in Bristol, isn't it? In uh, June. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be sitting on a panel uh, of football bloggers in Bristol on the sixth of June, I think. Seventh of June. Seventh of June. Six, Thank you. Six o'clock till. <laughs> Six o'clock till nine o'clock. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, I'm going to be talking about the future of football blogging. And some people are making a 300-mile round trip just to come and see you. Wow. I know. Stalkers. Are you, uh, with the white... Sorry? I would you ask Laura if she's going to be changing her accent at all for that. No. Like, no. I could act as your translator for any... <laughs> Side Wait, 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 lover. Yeah. What he said. Hi, hi. <laughs> this is my hometown. You're talking about now. <laughs> I might not sound like that, but that's where I'm from. <laughs> no one's perfect, are they, Emma? <laughs> so yeah, so we get to come see you do that. Well, I think I mentioned it to the wife yesterday, and I think she's kind of eyeing it up with a trip to IKEA. So. <laughs> That's our nearest <laughs> Ikea. Well, as it's long a hard life in for her as well. <laughs> so, yes, we get to go see you there, don't we? Well, yes, thank you for reminding me about that. Yes, I'd hate you to have forgot to have gone. And I... No, 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 I do know I'm going. I just, uh, uh, I'm not very good at this old plug-in malarkey. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> Despite the fact you had it in your Facebook page yesterday. Did I? Yes. See, I've forgotten what happened yesterday as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, anything else? Anybody else got anything they want to mention or plug? or still Any football pink still for sale? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Just the, the sort of last batch now. You can actually get them for a, a knockdown pound if you go to the website. Wow. So footballpink.net if you're interested. So anybody interested, when issue four comes out, leave it three months and get it for a quid. <laughs> well, you can get it for a pound now. Yeah. <laughs> No, not the issue, issue four, which is coming along very nicely, and uh, I can't wait to, to get it released I'm, in the end of May. I'm a good boy. I'm halfway there. On that note, on that note um, <laughs> let's say goodbye to everybody. Uh, say goodbye to Joe. Goodbye. If we wish to follow you, you're what, on at, Twitter? At Joseph Cawthorn. Laura, what are you? Uh, I'm at Yaisto, and I've spelt it enough times before. And also at Football's Fallen. At Football's Fallen, yes. Don't worry, I'll get it. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Mark, you're... What, sorry? Uh, at the Football Pink. And Emma, you're... At Emma's. Okay, well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, don't forget they've got the Sunday show. Um, there's been a few delays and issues with that, really, because of Ross's baby-making. Um, so that has been coming out a little bit later. Hopefully be back on track soon enough. But uh, the guys were doing their show re- reviewing all the weekend's action uh, and looking forward to the week ahead. Hopefully that will be out on Monday. Um, don't forget you can download us from iTunes. If you like it, you can receive or leave a five-star review. 
Colin from the Sunday Show will then send you a Man in the Post fridge magnet. So enjoy that. Uh, so thank you ever so much for listening. And all that remains to say is always leave your Man in the Post. He's Argentinian, you're racist. <laughs>